This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, once again, Chris Malone from the 98.5 KTK Morning Show. Here we go with your recap for today, which is Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Started the show off talking about uh, a restaurant owner in New Zealand. Talk about giving great customer service. Even while in the middle of being robbed, he did not deviate his attention from his customers. Syed Ahmed was actually in the middle of filling up a customer's to-go order when a masked gunman entered his store, pointed gun right at him, and threw a bag on the counter demanding money. But rather than give in to the robber's demand, um, uh, Syed literally ignored the man. In fact, he continued to bag the customer's food, and he handed it over to the patron, who quickly skedaddled and got out of the way. But even after at that point, Syed just kind of turned around, calmly walked into the kitchen once his customer had left, and... Patiently called the police, or uh, calmly called the police. Took about a couple more minutes of the uh, masked gunman to realize he wasn't getting paid and ran off. He, uh, you know, uh, Syed said he is no hero. He just remained calm, uh, which was what the robber was not expecting. So, some food for thought for you this morning. Despite having their pick of the world's top designers, why is it wealthy people and wealthy celebrities, some of them tend to dress really poorly? E, like, did somebody not tap you on the shoulder and say you shouldn't go out looking this way? Well, no. Actually, yes, someone could have done that. But in essence, they are believing their own line of, um, of uh, their, their, you know what, you know what, what, what cows leave. According to new research, um, people who are rich can become overconfident in their judgments, making them poor. See, money makes them so sure that they're right because they're so wise in getting this money, they stop bothering to take useful feedback from other people into consideration. That is the conclusion of a recent study about money and confidence, and it does appear that too much money clouds your good judgment. Uh, And when you consider that uh, there has been a mathematical model found, and it has been proven that financial success is not so much based on talent or intelligence, Financial success is literally the lottery. It just happens to be you're the right person at the right time. Therefore, for the most part, that's why you got your money. Not to say that people who have uh, money don't have talent or intelligence, but what happens is, is since you have had good luck, anytime you've ever been to a, um, a casino or played lottery tickets, you know, you have a streak of good luck, you get really self-confident that you're going to win. And even though the odds are you shouldn't be gambling more money or putting more money into the lottery because chances are you're going to lose it, you're not going to take 
useful feedback from other people and your judgment becomes poor. And that makes sense to me, in a sense, as to what's going on. The scientists say that there's more research that needs to be done on this, but just in, as a matter of principle and this, uh, you know, how you and I can relate to it, it's literally somebody winning the lottery, um, in essence, becoming uh, very, very rich based on their trade. Um, we talked about organic foods this morning, and I, I, I don't say this to knock anybody who chooses organic foods. You are entitled to buy and do whatever you want with your money. I'm just pointing out the fact that a lot of the stuff we tend to think is being organic, meaning that it is local, meaning it is small, serv- small, uh, small farmed and, and small serviced. Um, it, it, is, uh, it reduces the carbon footprint. Um, it uses uh, you know, natural uh, weed killers and, 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 and pesticides so that uh, you're not ingesting all of this stuff. Apparently, that's all not true according to these reports that have come up. Then on the issue of nutrition, there are people that say uh, organic foods are going to have more nutrition because they have not been messed with. Um, Come to find out that's been debunked um, quite often. Uh, 237 individual studies were reviewed uh, a few years ago by Stanford University, and they found no uh, difference between the nutrient contents or health advantage between organic foods and conventionally grown foods. One big concern for those that are um, eating organic is they're worried about the herbicides that are sprayed on the crops or even, um, uh, you know, pesticides in order to get rid of, uh, you know, bugs and whatever. But here's the thing. Pesticide and herbicide use has been down 82% from 1972 levels. And although the USDA has found that herbicides use on crops have gone up 34% between 2005 and 2020, They did an examination of over 10,000 food samples and reported that over 99% of them had pesticide levels far below the EPA's safety limits. And when you talk about um, these pesticides, uh, or at least just to say we're talking about these uh, organic foods that are grown, uh, there's no rule that says that farmers can't use synthetically produced nitrogen, which a lot of them do because it's cheaper uh, and you get a good return on it. So in essence... Even as it grows, it's using something that has been man-made versus something that's completely um, organic. But probably the biggest eye-opener for this one was me, was about the sustainability or the fact that we believe that buying um, organic means that it's something that's grown kind of local. It would make sense, right? Because it's organic and therefore it doesn't have a long shelf life. It needs to be sold as soon as possible. Well, and, and by that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you don't mind paying extra money because, you know, it, the carbon footprint, that means that your peaches aren't being, uh, you know, uh, flown or, or trucked across the country from California to our store shelves here. You're going to get a peach that's grown in Florida. That's not what happens in the most part, especially when you find out that a significant chunk of organic food comes from large industrial farms. Only about 8% um, of organic sales come from small farms. And let's talk about the organic produce that is produced on these farms here in the U.S. The Commerce Department looks at, uh, they tracked imports and exports of organic foods uh, in the year 2021, which was, what, two years ago. Here's what blows my mind. In the USA, we exported 2.4 thousand metric tons of organic, fresh cultivated blueberries with more than 90% of those blueberries being sold in Canada. Neighbor to the north. Makes a lot of sense here. That same year, that exact same year, the U.S. imported 
41.5 thousand metric tons of organic fresh cultivated blueberries we imported even though we grew them ourselves and we sent them to canada these blueberries that we imported 40 percent from peru 32 percent from chile 25 percent from mexico leaving less than three percent actually coming from the united states of america and it's not to say that these foods are not passing all the tests when it comes to organic but what it points out is you know you're still buying food that used fossil fuels to get here from halfway across the world just one of these stories i was really kind of disappointed i'm like man i mean the, what i really strive for to buy for is, is organic eggs um because they have to be uh the, the chickens actually have to touch soil on ground and they have to kind of walk around uh, but even some of that is a little bit judge uh, cloudy these days so there you go this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Most of us in the United States, of course, we speak English. That's our primary language. And over the generations, specific parts of the country developed some sort of a lexicon of their own. Uh, you know, the Midwest had their own uh, dialects, the Northeast, the West, the South itself, as well as having words that meant different things. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember going to my uh, great uncle's house in, um, in Texas. It was uh, Lubbock, Texas. And uh, he, was, he, was, he was drinking, um, he had some Bush beer and the 24 pack that you know, had the plastic on top of it. It was a big one. And he, I, I was bringing it in from the car from him. And I said, where do you want me to put it? And he said, go put it down yonder. And I remember looking at my mom, I said, what's the yonder? I have never heard of that word before. And then I finally realized, you know, those are the, the words that are, are, are very um, uh, specific to regions of the country. Also specific to regions of the country is the accents. And believe it or not, there are several. I think there was 131 particular accents in the United States of America. Uh, but there's one accent that's pretty large uh, and pretty notorious um, that is disappearing. It's the southern accent. And in particular, it's the accent of uh, the eastern portion, the southeast, the eastern portion of the southeast. It would be Georgia and the Carolinas in particular. Um, and uh, why it is disappearing is the same reason that we as Americans speak in a different accent than the British do, even though that's where our ancestors or the language came from. Um, and it's because of migration. And uh, back in colonial times, when the, uh, you know, the English arrived um, in the New World, uh, they started mixing up with the indigenous Americans, as well as the Dutch and the Swedes and the French and the Spanish. And they all spoke their own languages as well as English, and they had a little bit of tweak on the word itself. And that's kind of how we developed our American accent. Break that down even further, right at the end of the Civil War... Uh, the southern accent became very big all the way through the middle part of the 20th century when the baby boomers were coming of age. However, studies have shown since with Generation X, the southern accent has dropped off sharply with each new generation that is raised in the south. And 
losing that distinctive twang. And it's because of migration. Prior to the mid-1960s, not a lot of people moved to the South from the Midwest or the Northeast or the West. Florida was the only exception, and that was way down, you know, Miami, Florida, which we had a lot of swamp between that part of Florida and the continental U.S. But in any case, during right after the mid-1960s, and again, the coming of age of baby booms, you had a lot of people m- moving from other parts of the country into the South. And they brought their own particular words as well as their acronyms. And over time, even up through the 1980s, you have to realize that um, southern cities have always ranked in the top five growth since the 1980s. Atlanta, Raleigh, Charlotte, Jacksonville. Um, you know, these, these cities are growing leaps and bounds. N- um, uh, Nashville. And when those large cities uh, come in with people that are not from the South, that's where the Southern accent starts to diminish a little bit. Then we talk about getting into the smaller towns. Even in the smaller towns now, in, in, in the 21st century, a lot of, of that Southern accent is going away. And it's being replaced with a pan-regional accent, which in layman's terms, um, if you've ever really listened to the Southern accent, you can tell somebody's from Georgia or Tennessee, or from Alabama, just from the way that they have their southern accent. That's been pluralized, and in that into the fact that we now have a more homogenized type of sound in the way that we speak. It's not a bad thing. I don't say this to, to say it to, you know, uh, mark uh, knock down southern pride. There's always southern pride. Um, there's pride to be an American. There's pride. I have pride for being in the west side of, uh, born and raised in the west side of, of, the, of America. Um, and it's not, to, it's not a knock on Southern pride. It's just simply for the fact that we have so many people, or there's so many people moving into the area, that uh, the, the, the Southern draw is apparently going away. All right. Uh, finally, we talked about um, very specific food items that are stocked at Walmarts prior to hurricanes, which I thought was interesting. Um, because Walmart did some looking at the numbers when hurricanes were coming to uh, cities and states that they had stores in, and they looked to see what was selling. And obviously, bottled water sold, bread sold, eggs sold, butter sold. Not quite sure all this cold stuff sells, but it did. Um, and there was one other thing that was, had a very interesting spike in sales when hurricanes or tropical storms were coming. Strawberry Pop-Tarts. Apparently... Walmart found that when they tracked uh, Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, Maria, and Florence for sales, that the strawberry Pop-Tarts went up seven times its normal sales for, uh, quota. So to this day, Walmart stacks extra strawberry Pop-Tarts when they know that a hurricane is predicted or is making landfall in certain parts of the country. So there's the show for today, Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Thank you so much for listening. Chris Malone here. Always welcome your comments, feedback, and suggestions. Uh, you can email me, C-M-A-L-O-N-E at A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.